fucking mush mouth over here. It, I can't I mean, say big words. It's been a while since we've had an episode actually go out where we were real fucking drunk but that used to be the norm where we're just like fucking you know thing <laughs> it's like a bill cosby fucking stint i worried about that too towards like the end of a second part we're like all right and we keep missing the lines we're reading off the fucking computer <laughs> yeah that's a bad uh, thing. yeah when i do whenever i know it's a two-parter i'm like okay no shots until the break i'm gonna wait till this here anyway story in the news today you believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't uh, know. Planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. Weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. I do not have the coronavirus. <laughs> as far as I know. Are you yeah, I sure? Mean, as yeah. far as you know, you could be a carrier. Well, yeah. in that case, we're all fucked. <laughs> You're gonna have it for 15 years. You have no clue. Well, apparently I heard you just need to wash your hands and then that's, you're good. That's, that's what the signs say. Apparently. <laughs> oh, good Lord. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Well, in case you guys already uh, haven't known, so this is our news episode that we do monthly. Um, and one of the topics I think that you brought up there, Josh, is, <sighs> so I was approached, I don't know if you guys have been, but I've, I've been approached by a couple of listeners going, hey, when are you guys going to talk about the coronavirus? Well, I guess we are. Well, yeah, so. I haven't been approached by anybody about it, but we, uh, we, me and one of my friends at work are like, we follow geopolitical stuff really closely and just weird stuff like this. And, uh, yeah, it's fucking bad. <laughs> We're all going to We're going to get into it. Uh, okay. In, well, in we'll let you, we'll, we'll let you get into that. I haven't really been paying attention to it. Cause I'm just like, Psh. all right. Well, what are you going to do? Really? Like either I'm going to get the coronavirus and die or. It's going to be one of those things where the I don't know. I feel like there's always like some crazy thing that's going to kill you, and then I somehow never die from it. So, oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're like a fucking tardigrade, is what you're like, saying. I'm like, well, if it kills me, whatever. Well, I so, made it have. I, I made it mid thirties. That's I, I live pretty pretty good. Pretty this good is, setup. This is very longer than some, not longer than a lot, and could be like Spanish flu level scary. Ooh, but it's also like probably at least right now not likely to affect us here. is the spanish flu different than the spanish fly yes just the, a, just a smidge the spanish flu in 1918 killed like i don't want to even say the the number because i know i'll get it wrong but it was it a lot was worse than like the black plague it was horrible and i don't know why it didn't get the wealth you know compared to the black plague yeah it was crazy absolutely crazy but we it may be I don't know you know well, it's my thing is is i i i'm with you like i've already lived a pretty fucking decent life if i get to drive to work tomorrow and not die from a virus cool i mean i don't want to die of the coronavirus but what am i gonna do? i'm not gonna sit here and worry about getting it were you, were you gonna fight it type thing yeah like yeah, i'm exactly. not gonna like with yeah. my fists i'm, I'm not <laughs> gonna in theory i'm not gonna ruin my day just sitting there all day like oh my god what if i get coronavirus oh what uh, uh. And it's like, <coughs> was that a cough that was a cough afraid. Jesus. All, of a sudden, afraid. all of a sudden my day's ruined because i've just been worrying about this shit that i don't have a day so. how about a life yeah, well my so. thing was there's so much bullshit going around with it that 
you know, of, of it just like media in general, which, which we tend to really not fucking pay attention to. Oh, this person here. And there was a whistleblower here. And it just, it, I just kind of turned my back to, we see what's going on somewhere somehow, but I don't know. Evidently, Josh is going to lighten us a little bit. Um, I'm with you. If it happens, it happens. Oh, yeah, oh, it's not like I want it to happen or come here. No, I'm not wishing it on my worst enemy. Well, but I'm not. No, I'm not wasting so. my days thinking about it. And right. God no, like I can't trust anything anybody says about it anyway. So yeah, that's why I'm getting at. I'm just like, like I, I, okay. I'll so, see these. Th- I'll see these things. It's like eighty thousand people have died so far. And then somebody's like, that's not even a real thing. This. I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. I just, don't know. Just shut part up, people. Of, part of that is true because the Chinese Communist Party lies about fucking everything. Oh, yeah. So Granted. you can't trust the numbers yeah. coming out of China. But now that it's spreading outside of Asia, it's going to be. Well, especially now I hit South Korea. So they're all fucking up and arms. Oh, there are like 200 so. cases in Italy. So once, yeah. once it hits Europe, it's here. Oh, God. And Italians have boats. We're fucked. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, we're going to talk about some other happy stuff. Again, this is our news episode. Um, I want to start with a couple things. I think, John, you got to piggyback on a, on a movie. Um, and I, 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 I will state this. I'm not saying I like this guy or I love this guy, but he, to me, in the last like four or five years, he's a fucking enigma. And, and I don't know why. We're talking about Nicolas Cage. Like this guy, does he turn down anything? I, no. I, he doesn't because he's he legally has, not allowed to. <laughs> you were yeah. saying that before. Yeah. He yeah. Go, went bankrupt or something. So he, he literally has to take every uh, role. Yeah, yeah. I think he got, this might be urban legend, but what I heard was he got caught evading ye old taxes. Ye old taxes. And, uh, with a his, bell in the street. His part of his like plea deal to not do massive amounts of time in pre in prison and have all of his assets seized by the IRS was that, like, okay, I will never turn down a movie and you guys get the money. That's a weird punishment to have, though. Yeah. Isn't that, though? I don't right. buy that. I'm not really buying that's that. Where Approach like, me with that. I'll be more than happy. That's where it gets urban legendy yeah, for sure. Because like, but, it's like, okay, motherfucker, you're either going to prison or taking all your shit, yeah. or you could never say no to another role in a movie again. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, they did have an arrangement with <laughs> Willie Nelson. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't send old Willie to jail. You can't send Willie to jail. He's no, you a, can't. He's a Dude, national treasure. The yeah. IRS would send Willie to jail in a heartbeat. I know. Yeah. Well. But they like he just did a massive amount of touring to get the money to pay them back. Like he worked out a deal like that. Yeah. I think it's the, like I can generate a lot of income to pay you back. Yeah. Eventually. Like more than if I was in prison. So yeah, I'll, I'll stop being stoned and I'll actually go out there. Oh, and he try didn't to, stop being yeah. stoned. He just recently was like, I think I'm gonna quit marijuana <laughs> as of recent. It may be. I, the only thing I heard about Nicholas Cage was he has some fucking castle that he had to give up or something. That's, yeah, he's got. Uh, yeah, and he's I, got I like a ton of property and shit that none of it's cheap. So even if yeah. if it's not going straight to the IRS and some weird supervillain plea bargain thing, <laughs> I hope I just, that's a case. Just want to see that prosecutor make the deal, <laughs> exactly. and you have to twisting take the mustache every single roll <laughs> that comes across your desk. He's shaking the hammer at him. <laughs> Yeah, because I think he doesn't, uh, like, he's made a lot of good movies. I think he knows yeah. the difference between a good script and a bad script. I mean, he was in Leaving yeah. Las Vegas. Well, I picture Great him, movie. like, you know, yeah. He was he's, in Season of the Witch. Great movie. He was in Con Air. Great, Great movie. movie. He was in Raising Arizona. <laughs> Great, movie. Great movie. Yeah. So, well, speaking of another great movie, I don't think you've seen it. We talked about this, I think, an episode ago. I'm not sure. A Mandy. Mandy was still, fucking phenomenal, dude. I still haven't seen that. I was just saying it's weird. I was going to actually look that up yesterday. Oh, okay. I while think I was it's hung on... over on my couch, but instead <laughs> I watched Coherence. 
Yes, which we'll talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got a thing. I did too. So yeah, we'll bounce back forth a little bit. Um, so just to wrap this up, because we're probably annoying the shit out of listeners. Uh, <laughs> so he was in Mandy. There's another one coming out this weekend called Color Out of Space, which is basically an HP Lovecraft um, scene, uh, movie thing that that HP did. Um, and, and I just, it just looks amazing with how it's shot. And he actually is filming another horror movie called Wally's Wonderland. Hmm. And I'm really looking forward to it. Wally's Wonderland hails from director Kevin Lewis and is based on a script by Geo Parsons. Um, the film starts Nicholas Cage, obviously janitor drifter who is tricked into taking a custodial job in an abandoned family entertainment center, which is horrifyingly haunted. And he sees things he cannot even describe. Uh, animatronics coming to life, da da da, trapped in the park. There's knives involved, kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's, I think, but it's a movie. So, you know, anyway, looking forward to that. Um, coherence, yeah, thoughts? I, I just it was crazy. It, it was, I loved it. it. It was fucking great. So, yeah, you have a you guys have a friend I, I actually met for the first time, uh, Sunday. I yeah. think Drew was his name. So, Drew, by the way, Patreon member, thank you, sir. What's up, Jay? <laughs> uh, he met. I'm sitting there talking to him. He's like, "Oh fuck, man! You guys are going to be talking to me and Josefina. You got to check out this and and just on a whim, we come home later that night and it was on Amazon Prime and we pulled it up. It's like a movie from uh, 2013, mm-hmm. and it is fucking. It's a little give it a chance in the first 10, 15 minutes as a build from a dinner party to what's going on. But it once it gets in the fucking throes, holy yeah. shit! Yeah, like at first I'm like, what am I watching? Right. Like, yeah. It was building something. This, this better Somewhere. do something because right now I'm just watching a bunch of people at a dinner party and it's kind of shot weird and there's like hard cuts and everything. Right, but, right, right. But all of a sudden it turns into just a mind fuck. It truly and just, is a mind fuck. Yeah. And yeah, like different parallel universes and that's a so that's a premise yeah that's like yeah. you don't know what's happening with these same people are doing the same things they look in the, not to give away the, yeah. it's just amazing I, yeah. so drew showed us that diagram and when i looked at it i'm like i don't know what i'm looking at right now mm. but now i want to look at that diagram again right and really study it really so kind of shift into it yeah if you guys have not seen coherence it's on amazon prime look it up it's worth the watch. It's like an hour and a half long. Yeah, it's not very long. Yeah. Uh, Skilloscope, I think pictures or Skilloscope, something like that puts it out. I'm not a huge production company, but not bad. You know, they do a lot of the B stuff. But this one, I think, is high high Bs if I had it. It's just the plot's well yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, so. it, yeah, I, th- I think it didn't cost a lot to make, but the story the story is solid. A plus. Nipple yeah. count? Huh? Nipple count? Uh, I think zero. Zero nipples. Mm, it's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no nipples in this one. Um, anyway, so that's what we have for some movie talk. Uh, I guess we'll go counterclockwise around the table. John, I, what's your first little news thing? Well, if, I, if I'm if i going to go first. So this is a story by John Greenwald in the Black Vault. I'm always... Oh, I love that guy. I'm always looking on that stuff. He, this dude's awesome. But the headline is Chief Armed Forces Medical Examiner Saved One Single 1994 UFO Article. So this guy's name was Dr. Charles J. Stahl. Uh, He had a long and successful career, which included being, and man, this is like the longest list of anything. It's crazy. It's 
which included being the chairman of the Department of Laboratory Medicine at the Naval Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland, chief of laboratory service for the Tennessee VA, assistant chief medical examiner for the state of Tennessee, chief of staff at the VA hospital at Wright State University. Jesus. Uh, I'm not done. <laughs> Deputy medical inspector for the Naval Medical Research Institute. Then he would ultimately serve as the chief armed forces medical examiner where he remained until he retired in 96. So his personal file files reside at the National Museum of Health and Medicine and between boxes of material, which includes case file, legal case files, certificates, awards, office files, and pathology reports is something you might not expect. Mm. Mm. Uh, one single entry in box 008 sub box 00001 is something simply titled UFO article. And on September uh, 6, 2019, a Freedom of Information Act request was filed with Defense Health Agency, uh, DHA, to try and track down the record. The DHA is the office responsible for overseeing the records contained within Charles J. Stahl collection at the National Museum of Health and Medicine. And on February 18th, DHA 2020, the DHA released the article within the collection as requested. This was it. It was a weekly World News UFO article, original scan from Stahl Collection, dated November 29, 1994. And hmm. so the question arises is why was it there amongst all of, right, the, everything all, of the, all of this other things? There's just this one article about a UFO. And it is related the UFO, it's related to and I think the weekly world news is kind of like a tabloid yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing. Yeah. Which always brings my mind back to like Men in Black. He's like, no, man, if you want to see the Check real the tabloids, yeah. if you want to see what the real shit's going on, <laughs> yeah. like you gotta read the tabloids. Um so it was a typical tabloid story. Uh it alleged that flight four twenty seven, which crashed on September eighth, nineteen ninety four, killing hundred and thirty two people, was brought down by a collision with a UFO. And huh. in the write-up, an unnamed National Transportation Safety Board investigator stated it was potentially a collision with an unknown vehicle in the sky that brought the plane down. This was supported by a mysterious note that was found at the crash site. Charred and burned, the note was still legible. It read, massive, glowing, as big as a house. Oh, my God, it's going to hit. No shit. Huh. Yeah, pretty crazy. That's mm. interesting. Hmm. Um, UFO researcher by the name of Phil Bruni was then brought in to the story who supported the theory. He called, he called on president Bill Clinton to get involved in the investigation and deal with what could be starship traffic. And this is a quote. We call on president Clinton to take a leadership role in this matter. Brunei told the weekly world news. If a starship or UFO had something to do with the crash, it is incumbent upon him to formulate a national policy to deal with starship traffic in us airspace, which I'm, we got to yeah. do something if it's crashing into planes and killing yeah, no people. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? Issue them a fucking FAA transponder signal? Yeah. yeah I like, mean, I mean, what do you do? But hmm. it's been proven that we've had these, whatever they are, in our airspace. That close, having that kind of encounter. Mm -hmm. I yeah, called you, yeah. President Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, so, but really the question is. What prompted this guy, the chief armed forces medical examiner, to save it in his collection of papers? 
See, that's the thing uh, amongst everything else too. Like, like it wasn't like he had a collection of other similar yeah, encounters. This, this it was just randomly. Have a friend or relative on uh, that plane? It doesn't say, but um, he so he passed away mm. in 2016. So we'll never really know what you know. We'll never really know why that was in there. But it's just kind of curious. Weird that he would. He's not a UFO guy. He's you know a. You know, he's a professional in the medical world and everything, and he just has this one. I'm glad you added in the medical world because that could lead you down many roads. He's a professional. I'm a professional in the sex trade world. (laughs) Yeah, so I thought that was That's interesting. That's cool. Kind of weird. And uh, I'll be good goddamned. Yeah, just he's got a a tabloid news article about a UFO crashing into a plane. Yeah, amongst all of his other like actual useful like scientific yeah, enough stuff. enough stuff that's gonna is in a, like a national museum of his yeah. re- of his records. Yeah. Hmm. So I think you know there's there could be something there. I'll be so, down. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's uh, that's it. And you know, if you guys ever out there want to fall down a rabbit hole, go to uh, theblackvault.com. John Greenwald does a bunch of FOIA requests. I love that guy. He does a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing it for years and years. Yeah. I think he's been getting FOIA requests since he was like 15. Yeah, yeah. it amazed me how he just fucking writes in to, hey, release this, release this. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, I have no idea why that dude was hmm. keeping it, but it's interesting. 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 And it, I feel like it, for some reason, validates that a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Validation station. The validation station. Please don't tell me that's a song. No. no. Okay. I don't know. Let's <laughs> get no. That'll be stuck in my head for fucking three days. Thanks, I'll actually guys. leave the room after doing that. So. <laughs> no, that's you what could... you do when you leave the room yeah, to right. fuck with the people that you left behind. <laughs> As we hum the ditty in our song in our head. Oh. Uh, okay, guys. So I need to preface this with a fucking gigantic ass disclaimer. Okay. Mm. Uh, almost like none of this is from necessarily a reputable news source. <laughs> <laughs> like how you stayed that right from the get go. That's but, a good disclaimer. But a big reason for that is that they're a reputable news source isn't going to have accurate information in this case and probably would be quoting what the Chinese government is saying. The mm. Chinese military. Dun, yeah, dun, dun. Which, uh, it's come out. Uh, fuck I wish I should have taken better notes on this but I I wish I could remember the there was a financial publication that analyzed the number of people that uh the the CCP uh said the Chinese Communist Party said was infected versus the mortality rate versus you know bodies and shit mm-hmm. and they were just basically saying like because they analyzed stock markets, they were basically saying, this is too perfect. The only way you could get these numbers is if you faked them. So, Well, and I wouldn't put it past them to fake those numbers. Right, or, because or they're downplay. They're downplay. Saying, oh, yeah. It's yeah, been definitely. a couple, maybe, I want to say they're saying like eighty to 120,000 people infected and like 2,700 deaths or something mm-hmm. like that. I think that's the number I saw, like 80,000 people affected or infected. And yeah, two thousand deaths. But and that's obviously not true. Does that seem pretty low? Oh, way low. Uh, Wuhan is a capital city in a Chinese province. It's fucking gigantic. So there's millions of people, and they live on top of each other. Yeah, it's yeah. I think a little under three, right? Three million. Yeah, roughly in that district. Yeah, and it's huge. They they live on top of each other, and uh, 
they don't wash their hands a lot. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, Sorry. not to sound like an asshole, but it's just kind of a cultural thing where that's not like super important culturally. Like, the world hiking. countries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Uh, let's talk some facts. Let's, let's well, get some into facts this. about the corona. God, I'm I'm nervous. So, um, the R naught is basically the rate of transmission. Um, so I have it as R N O T, but I'm pretty sure I misspelled the shit out of that. Um, the R naught is uh the rate of transmission for the flu. So th- here's why I want to talk about this. A lot of like. M- news like your nightly news and stuff will tell you like oh don't worry about it the flu kills thousands of people every year and blah blah fucking blah and like, yeah that's what i've been hearing okay so that's bullshit uh that's going way too far to like make people not nervous about it uh-huh. this is way worse than the flu like right now we don't see it as way worse than the flu because it's contained for the most part in a country that lies about what's happening all the time yeah so the r not is the rate of transmission for the uh, so that means However many, whoever, each infected person uh, will infect this amount of people Mm -hmm. that they come in contact with. So for the flu, it's 1.28, meaning if you have the flu, either Shane or I are getting it or, well, actually, one of us is getting it and one of us is going to get a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Coronavirus, the R-naught was estimated to be, like, conservatively by the CCP was, like, 2.5 to 3. Um, I heard as much as 4.08, and then I recently heard that uh, it's been reevaluated at seven. So if I have the coronavirus, you're getting I seven people infect sick. seven people, and they get seven people sick, and they <laughs> get seven people sick. So wow. that's like insanely fucking high. Yeah. Um. So, and and that's just. It incubates for 14 days before you have some, you show symptoms, but you're also shedding virus, so you get people sick before you you're even still, know you're sick. You, yeah, you're still passing along. Yeah, um, and uh, there's also a period of a couple of weeks after you start feeling better where you're shedding virus. So you start feeling better, you think it's passed, you're shedding virus. We're starting to hear reports, too, that then a couple of weeks after you start feeling better, you have like a metastatic storm and your body just shuts down. Like your heart fails, your your liver fail. That's why you're seeing videos coming out now of people just keeling over in the street. Because like when you feel sick with the flu, you're not out and about doing shit. You're on your couch, fucking watching TV, trying not to feel like yeah, sack of smashed assholes. But then if you start feeling better, okay, I'm gonna go back to work, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're seeing like videos of people just like walking around in a supermarket and just falling over. There's videos of that. A, Allegedly, I haven't found any, but I've heard about them. Mm. Like I said, huge grain, huge disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so it's definitely more transmissible than the flu. And even if people, even if it doesn't have that secondary effect where you start feeling better and then all of a sudden it just kills you, uh, even if you, when you start feeling better, you're not complete, you're still shedding virus. So you could still infect people. Um, let's talk about mortality rates. I was about to say, this is what I want to know. So if the, CCP is saying that 80,000 or so people have been infected, 2,000 or so people have died. What are people saying are actual real numbers of infected and death um, rate? That's, so, that's been fluctuating, but it's a lot more than that. Yeah, and I it, mean, is it all speculation or does anybody have any real f- it's numbers? It's tough because it's hard to get information out of China. Mm-hmm, right. Like that's not the party line. Yeah. 
And um, and then if you do get information, because there are a lot of people that are doing shit that will probably get them killed, like fucking live streaming like through a VPN on Facebook and YouTube and shit. Well, um, well I was going to say, there's a nurse from the beginning, not really the beginning, uh, maybe two, three weeks into this, that was a viral stream that she was talking to a family friend of hers and they released it where she was working in Wuhan. And mm -hmm. it literally was like, no, the Chinese government is lying to you. They said there's 271 deaths and it really is like 5,000 deaths plus triple of the people infected. Yeah. And there's been things like this occurring. And uh, there is part of like the industry I work in, like that whole Wuhan is also a manufacturing city and it's mm -hmm. been shut the fuck down. Yeah. I was right. actually at work um, just last week and a lady was in town for a wedding and they were going to ski for a little bit, but she has a startup company with a lot of Kickstarter donors and she's manufacturing in China and she was going to a trade show, I think in Vegas, like in a week or so. And she's like, all of my stuff has been stuck in customs in China for over a month. She's like, I don't, I, yeah, have, I mean, what do you do? I have nothing to bring to my trade show yep. um, because it's uh. stuck in China and for the foreseeable future, at least I have vendors. Like I had some calls today where vendors were telling me, uh, that they're not expecting to get any of the inventory they had on order until that was supposed to be landing now until mm. May. And that's conservative. That's, that's what them listening to people who are afraid to tell them the real fucking shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like there, uh, I heard a story of a company that was trying to get through to their supplier in China and no one was answering the phone. And then finally they got through to somebody and they were like, yeah, no one's at work. Like, we're all basically under quarantine. Like, you have to get permission from the government to come to work. And then um, they were like, well, we need our shit. What the fuck? And he was like, not before August. Well, it was the same thing with that cruise ship. They yeah. got quarantined out. They, they sat there for how long? You know, they're just waiting, About a month. you know, to yeah, that, do something. Is that still quarantined? No, it was released. I think if I remember right, there's some Utah residents on there. That's why it hit the news here. Oh local. fuck, we're all gonna die. But yeah, <laughs> right. no, like a, a cruise ship is the worst place to quarantine. Oh, the people. the cruise ship is awful because what do you? You're stewing in your own fucking smegma yeah. at that point. The only the only thing worse would be keeping them in an airplane. Yeah, and then letting that airplane continue service. Like right. no. Well, even when they were evacuating people out of the Wuhan area in the district. They that airplane initially went to um place in California, I believe, right? And then they kind of quarantined, were quarantined them there on for a while. Naval, it was a base on a Navy base, yeah. But, right, um, right. You gotta wonder that was for the like 200 Americans that were on the ship. You gotta well, when wonder this initially, what about every, the everybody fucking else on yeah. the ship? Yeah, um, so like in China, they have all these emergency hospitals set up quote unquote that are like basically warehouses with just beds in them that are flooding and well actually utah utah company is actually building those or an example of those where they're like a quarantine trailer and there's a utah company that's rolling them off the fucking line to ship to china supposedly mm. they're they're like a 30 foot type you know because i was in the navy so we used to do like decom exercises mm -hmm. where if we had a radiological or a biological sure 
something yeah, because occurred. you're stuck on a fucking boat. Right. What are you going to fucking do? So we had like our counterflow um, method, which basically sprinklers would show up. They would fucking go off. They would wash everything off. And there were stages we'd have to walk through between, you know, the, the charcoal is a big one back mm-hmm. in the day, all this other stuff. This is kind of the same thing. It's got stages they go through. But it's a company out of Utah that's doing them, and they're shipping them as fast as they can fucking build them. Speaking out to China. of things being shipped to China that companies are very proud of. Uh, mobile incinerators. Oh, um, joy. Yeah. Well, not just a big lighter, but a little larger. Yeah. Like the yeah. size of a trailer that, uh, yeah. they allegedly have been using to burn bodies. So hang on, let me get through this. So, uh, because no one's working in the factories, the air over Wuhan is, uh, uncharacteristically clear mm. and allegedly like a week or so my mind. ago, uh, they took a pass over it and saw like a huge emission of uh, sodium dioxide, mm-hmm. which comes from burning human bodies. And someone did the math and was like, oh, for that amount of sodium dioxide to be in the air with no manufacturing going on right now, they would have been burning like 14,000 bodies. And that was in one night. That's what I was going to. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 And that's what they, that's what they caught it. Not on the radar, but what flown off. Like and that's they what just, they read off the fucking ozone. So, and that's some yeah. kind of science right there. They can, See well, how much yeah, but again, I don't know where that came from, so it could be complete bullshit. Mm. Well, on the flip side of this too, that's not the only th- kind of okay. So that gas exists, but not just off burning bodies. However, it's a big estimate that that's what causes that it was, amount. It was the concentration right in an right. otherwise clear sky. Yeah, and and um, it was just literally concentrated over that district of Wuhan, nowhere else. Yeah, like I mean, the yeah. doctor that originally said. uh Hey, we have a fucking problem. Got arrested for saying, "Hey, we have mm-hmm. a fucking problem." Mm-hmm. I think that nurse did too. Actually, and, come to think of it, and then he fucking died of coronavirus. Oh, he was one of the first ones, right? Uh, was it was a couple that. weeks ago that yeah. he died. But yeah. but then the Chinese Communist Party said he didn't die; his heart stopped, but he was revived. Oh. So I don't know if he's really dead or not. But like he had it, and he was bad. He's a zombie now. And uh, and there was a nurse that said that we we're going to run out of supplies. And like, she just like posted that on like Facebook or something. And because it's so illegal to say anything disparaging of the party or anything, like they yeah. made her post like a self-criticism is what the old communist right. term is for right, it. Right, right, right. Where uh, she was just basically like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to scare anybody. Blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. our and leaders I, know what to do. So I think that's what's frustrating about this too, because you have that side of it. You have, you're dealing with politics that absolutely won't let this go. They don't want to, you know, if this is the case, again, you know, like you said, this is highly substantial from different news resources. If this is the case that this is actually happening, there's no fucking way we're going to know till it's too late. Yeah, and you yeah, know until what? it's outside of China. That's, this is what's scary is because if everything wasn't so compartmentalized and we could all have the world Thank you. knowing the facts and right. all the science minds, all the medical minds pulling together... Trying to well, figure out a cure or something. Like. Last last I heard, the CCP would not let the WHO, which they basically own at this point anyway, right. in, and they also wouldn't. I'm saying that's a let problem. The CDC in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's talk mortality Getting, rates. One percent no. of people with the flu end up in the ER or ICU. Uh, coronavirus is twenty percent, which is two hundred times higher. Uh, if 
there are truly 120,000 people infected. That's insane. Uh, flu has a mortality rate of 0.1%, where coronavirus uh, has a mortality rate of 3% based on what we know, not the... And not the figures coming out, Somewhere between the lies right. and the estimates. Right. Um, so that's 300% higher. Um, so uh, the numbers are going to swamp the hospital systems. They've already, they're already swamping them in there, uh, in, in Wuhan. Um, I don't know. All of the info coming out of there, uh, out of Wuhan really contradicts the CCP numbers. But also, here's where it gets weird. There's a fucking level four uh, bio lab in Wuhan that's basically like a CDC it's not run by the CDC, but it's equivalent of a laboratory that's basically like right. a virology laboratory. So there's a really good chance that this virus was engineered there. And fucking... Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So here's where we're getting into the conspiracy shit. Uh, there was a virologist that said before it came out of the wet market, because that's where they originally thought it came from, um, before it came out, it went in, um, and saying... I don't think it's the same guy. It's a different doctor. I have it written down somewhere, but I don't want to look for it right now. But um, he was saying like this shows evidence of not mutating, not genetically evolved or not genuinely evolving, but of being engineered, of being edited. So it's a bioweapon. Wasn't quite possibly. Yes. And then that was so, yeah, again, rumor control. And this is another thing too. What, another um, reason why the CCP won't let the CDC or the WHO in. Which... I can see that. I mean, common sense, I can see that. And then you look at, what was it, the SARS that came out when? Uh, Ten years ago. So they're saying that there's a, a genome off of what this is that actually is stemming off SARS. And it does look like it's literally almost like a, um, God, what's the term where you can fucking change the DNA? Uh, CRISPR. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what they're suspecting that this doesn't look natural. Because ori yeah. originally this came off like bat soup, I think, or something. That's right? they the were story. making Right. They were making like bat soup and bats carry it and then it you know, went from this to this to this. But then you throw this other whole Yeah, the story is it. that it went back and forth between bats and pigs and bats and pigs. And then it crossed oh, okay. over to humans okay. because pigs are very, very genetically similar to humans. Right. Um, but there are several like not crackpot virologists, PhD guys that are saying like, no, this looks like this doesn't, this looks too clean. It doesn't look like it had that back and forth mutation process. It looks edited. We'll see. It just, it, it never, it, okay. Take it and not to be a bummer guys, however, but take AIDS for example, that's another thing where it just all of a sudden it appeared. It appeared. Yeah, and they said about the same thing, like it was from bushmeat. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, originally, what it was like we were fucking monkeys or something, and no, then Bush we took it back. Was like the it is word stem. But how come not any time before or any time after? It was just in this time frame, and it's still there legitimately. But this is another word. Just now, it's in our history. Now it's here. I mean, and I understand viruses. Viruses change and mutate because they do the same thing we do. We evolve. And it's the same. Yeah. So same that's symptom, that's but. typically how they work. Is they usually evolve in a species that learns how to like handle them uh, with their immune system. And then they start uh, having small mutations and jumping to other species. And then they usually kind of go back and forth between a few different species, but it's uh, we don't really notice it or care about it until it crosses over into humans. Right. But that is how they evolve. And, and, and the way uh, that they say that uh, HIV got into the human population was through bushmeat. So basically 
bat soup, but in Africa. Well, there's another story, side story to that, which I'm not really going to get into. But my mother used to work at a um, government ran a lab in Hamilton, Montana. And she would bring home literally brochures about AIDS when it first came out. How was it going to change? How was it going to mutate? Because there's one scientist there that that was his concentration. And, you know, fast forward four or five years later, that brochure was correct. And so it just struck me a little odd. Well, you're on the conspiracy thing, and I know you have some other things real quick, and, and we can go from there. But this is this is the thing with the conspiracy is, and this is, I think, one of the reasons why we kind of avoided it. Because, again, we I've had people reach out go, hey, how come you don't talk this? Well, because – like Josh is saying, there's all these things and they're still happening. This is a good example of um, – so Dean Coots, anybody know that guy? Yeah. Okay. So supposedly 1981, oh, he wrote yeah, a book. I saw this. Um, Eyes of Darkness, and it contained the words Wuhan 400, which was a virus that uh, – you know, all those differences, it's really striking similar to what – you know, why why are you picking Wuhan? Yeah, it's Unless like it just matches. how they wrote a book that basically described the Titanic sinking like 10 years before the Titanic. Yeah, exactly. Was but then you add this to everything else, and this is where the conspiracy paranoia goes fucking crazy. It's shit I'm not like being this. paranoid, Shane. <laughs> so <laughs> – no, continue, uh, sir. All of this is to say, like, so I, I got a lot of this information from. Uh, there's a weird video podcast that I watch sometimes, and I can't even remember the name of it, but I'll send a link to you to put in the show notes for it. Oh, okay, because it's like something about these two dudes riding motorcycles through China. Um, it's like BDV China or something like that, but uh, it's these two American-based guys who have like Chinese families, um, and they they're the ones that. I first heard like, do not trust anything that the CCP is saying through and like, um, and they were, they were having people that they know that are still in, in China, like telling them what was really going on, quote unquote. But I mean, you know, you can only trust their sources as much as you can trust their sources. Cause if yeah. I could be, if something crazy was happening here and I was telling someone outside of it, I'd only be telling them my perspective cause I'm not a scientist. But anyway, uh, it, it sounds like it's pretty fucking insane. Like they're talking about like hospitals being stacked to the walls with bodies and like all sorts of wild shit like that, which is where I also tend to be like, eh, I don't know about that, but also, mm. um, so I heard through a vendor that I work with who has people that are in China that, um, they're like these four major crematoriums, I think in Beijing or they're four or five and they're only supposed to run, like four hours a day, but they've been running 24 seven. Um, I heard that on this podcast that I just mentioned, they were saying like, what the fuck about that? But then um, the people that I work with uh, were saying that uh, it's because one of them is down, but even still, if only one of them is down and the other four are running at max capacity when they're legally only supposed to run for four hours a day, like that's pretty fucking insane. That's a thing. Yeah. So anyway, all of this is just to say, wash your fucking hands. <laughs> Like, well, and, and we're not trying to make light of it because this could be a thing, but at the same time, no, it's, you it's, know. it's out of, it's out of China now. It's out of Asia now. There Correct. were 200 cases Correct. in Italy. Yeah. Once it's in Europe, it's on our doorstep. Right. I um, think Australia had a few cases too. I know South Korea is dealing with it. Um, it's going to yeah. spread who yeah. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to come here, but I'm saying like, like herpes stock up on some food and water, maybe. Mm, I think we're good here. Get we just a, bring over beer next time, guys, and we'll be set. 
We'll just fucking. Tori's dad's Mormon, so he has all that food stockpile. If if you have a gun, can you introduce stock me up on some ammunition? <laughs> no way, fool! That's my food. Um, <laughs> but for sure, like, make sure that you're keep the the best thing you can do, no matter what, is to make sure you're keeping up on your own personal hygiene. Make sure you wash your hands a lot, especially right before you eat. Try not to. Touch and your, your immune face. system. Pay attention to your immune system. Yeah, you know, make sure that that's not fucking. Compro or compromised, you know, as far as you know where you're at. So, and then also anyway. watch Contagion with Bennett, don't do with that. Matt Damon, <laughs> and awful. get yourself super hella scared and radicalized. Yeah. It'll be fun. Um, we have funner stories coming up here. We're gonna take a quick break. Thank you, Josh. I mean, <laughs> I know it's not, I don't mean to sound like this is a wet blanket, but it's forever. like oh, I was like, we're gonna dude. do a whole episode on coronavirus, <laughs> and then I was like, let's just <laughs> let's just monopolize a news episode for a minute. Yeah. Uh, stand by, guys. We have some little bit funner, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Follow strange uncles down the rabbit hole of the wild and bizarre as they uncover history that shouldn't be talked about, topics that don't fit into the norm, and conspiracies that sometimes run amok. Find our website at mystrangeuncles.com. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Strange Uncles, or check out our YouTube channel, Strange Uncles Podcast, where we are adding new content every week. Open the gates. And welcome back, everybody. Um, you were talking about another article, but did you want to cover that or? You can. Just be for it. Okay. So I'm just making sure somebody covered it. I know because I find it, well, kind of sad, I guess, in the same same thing. It is sad. sad. It's, it's, it's sad. It's, I mean, we, gotta, we have to be respectful of human life, but when. Sure. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Very Darwin <laughs> Award. It's, yes. a, it's a Darwin Award, like, for sure. Right. Well, and but there's more to this story after I read through a little bit. So we're going to cover this real quick. And again, this isn't hopefully as dark as, as the fucking coronavirus, but, you know. <laughs> still I, don't not. Think, I don't think anything can possibly <laughs> just, be just as like until you thing. hear what I have coming up next. Oh, Joe. Um, Daredevil, Mad Mike Hughes, killed in rocket crash, captured on video. Sadly enough. Um, so this stuffed from, uh, this actually was from um, LA Times, uh, February 23rd. Mike Hughes, a self-made engineer who billed himself as the world's greatest daredevil, was killed Saturday outside Barstow during a launch of a homemade rocket gone wrong, his publicist confirmed. Hughes, who went by the nickname Mad Mike, was captured on video as he rode a rocket into the sky, failed to activate a parachute, and then plummeted to his death, said Darren Schuster, his public relations representative. Um, there's more to this though, which after I got to read, I was kind of like, okay, there's other people involved here, which is kind of shitty. Um, the daredevil had been hoping to use Saturday's launch to reach a height of 5,000 feet, according to a post on space.com. Instead, dozens of people watched in horror as he fell to earth, uh, said Justin Chapman, a freelance writer who told the times that he attended the launch. Everyone was stunned that he quoted, they didn't know what to do. Uh, he had been working on a profile of Hughes. Uh, he landed about half a mile away from the launch pad. There's more to this. So Saturday's launch was supposed to be featured in Homemade Astronauts, which was a series on the Science Channel, according to Discovery.com. I think it's in development. or yeah, Well, literally not anymore. But <laughs> yeah, they're trying to work on it. But they were there filming it because this was going to be a series, a new series that's launched. And it was uh, going to be, fo- it was following people to explore the final frontier on limited budgets, the company said. Which... Fucking please. Any thoughts Limited on this? fucking budgets. God, when I, I was like, what the, What does that mean? Uh, oh, wait, you have a nail and a popsicle stick and a little bit of gas. This reminds me of that movie from like 10 years ago where the 
farmer builds a rocket in his astronaut lawn. farmer. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. I don't even remember who thing. was in that. But. I was like, oh my god, oh shit, um, Bob Billy Bob Thornton. I think was in of that. Of course one. he was. Of course he was. He was 64. I'd been performing stunts for decades, uh, making long distance jumps in limousine and in more recent years, riding in his own homemade rockets. In 2018, his rocket soared nearly 1,900 feet into the air, landing in the Mojave Desert. So, this is a thing that what you mentioned before. Before that launch, Hughes told the Associated Press that he believed Earth is flat, or in his words, shaped like a frisbee, and that he wanted to fly into space to make sure. According to his publicist, that was not the case. Um, I don't think he believed it, Schuster said. Uh, he did have some governmental conspiracy theories, but don't confuse it with a flat earth thing. That was a PR stunt we dreamed up. Hmm. So, a little bit different of the story because yeah, I yeah. thought he was attached to this pretty much. Yeah, got him on a TV show, I suppose. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. It would have got. Well, so, well, what well. was the point then? It sounds like his parachute launched during the launch and uh, it got ripped off, off when it yeah. when it went up and then they assume he lost consciousness and then of course you know the edible yeah exactly well when you're building something in your um, unlimited budgets there's that so you know rest in peace uh you know i mean i feel sorry for anybody wanting to do that but at the same time um no no why would you build your rocket in I'm in a rocket. I'm going to go fly out in outer I think, space. I think I would at least send, send a, a monkey up or something. I don't know. I just found that anyway. Rip mad my cues, but at the same time, uh, you lived a life that you knew this was going to happen probably sooner or later. I mean, you're right? throwing your body up in homemade rockets. What? Like, <sighs> is this a shock to anyone? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't. I feel bad for his family and friends, but. Yeah, it's like the dude that you know what strapped do you an F sixteen engine to the top of his car and thought he'd just fire that motherfucker up. And <laughs> I've never heard of this, but oh, that's how I so Darwin's out. theory. He gone worked. right? He gone? Oh, oh, he did. <laughs> oh, he gone? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's how I found out about the Darwin Awards. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, sense. it's like you know, you got to feel bad for the family and stuff, but what do you expect? What do you expect? Well, and so here's another little quick thing, too. And, John, I'll throw it back over to you when you're done. Um, I'm not going to re read this verbatim, but this goes back into rockets and a little bit of NASA, actually. Um, I find it funny. Scientists, unfortunately, astronauts will need to bone in space. And this is by futurism. So NASA, in their wisdom, decided that, wait a minute, we're going to put people in these long missions, like, say, to Mars, for example. They're going to be, you know, male and female. And, and I know this just from being in the military, you can't stick people on a boat and tell them not to stick things in other things because we're all sailors. Well, that sailor has a vagina and that sailor has a penis and that's the difference. We're humans. They let ladies in the Navy? <laughs> yeah, right, way back when, exactly. Well, now NASA's realizing that this is going to happen and we can't tell them not to, so what are we going to do? In order to accommodate astronauts' needs, the conversation essay argues that space agencies should embrace high-tech sex toys and especially AI-enabled sex bots that could act out the role of a partner. Wow. So this is a program that NASA's working on. Not to say you can't, you know, diddle each other, but we're going to throw all this other stuff out there and you can fuck the AI or fuck the sex toy or whatever is going on when you're on your way to Mars because we, well, why we not? don't want accidental pregnancies in space. Like yeah, That would be another whole layer to the onion that we want to fucking no, I unpeel. I don't know if that would be good. So anyway, this is uh, called Project Uranus. What? No, I'm making that shit up. Oh. But it would be funny though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just throw like, that dang. up there real quick. John, what do you got, man? 
Well, to kind of piggyback off of, uh, you know, self-funded whatever's rocket programs, uh, if, <laughs> if you're a billionaire, you could possibly afford to do um, some space tourism. Business of space oh. tourism makes gi- making giant leaps. Um, as innovation and space exploration moves forward, the business of space tourism is also making giant leaps. NASA's commercial crew astronauts are expected to fill two seats on SpaceX crew Dragon by this spring or summer. But in addition to that, up to four seats could be taken by private astronauts flying at the highest altitude ever by tourists. SpaceX said it would be up to a five-day flight, two or three times higher than the International Space Station, that President Gwynne Shotwell said will, quote, forge a path to making spice, sp- spice, space flight possible. The spice must flow. Man, when <laughs> the, doing when all the over spice again. is ready to fly. Uh, yeah. Forge a path to make space flight possible for all people who dream of it. And um, that's kind of dumb. Be- well, I'll get to it. SpaceX announced a partnership with Space Adventures to make the private space flights happen. The private space exploration company says that while fewer than 600 people have gone to space, just seven have been private astronauts. Hmm. Space Florida's public relations manager, Sarah Shell, called the mission an exciting agreement between SpaceX and Space Adventures. It comes on the heels of all the Crew Dragon demo flights that they've had and the preparation sending astronauts to space from American soil from Florida, Shell said. Space Florida's Spaceport Authority said Dragon's crewed mission will pave the way for customers. So this is... Space Florida is expecting the first Taurus crew Dragon flights no earlier than late 2021. Should the multi-million dollar tickets be secured? Jesus. Space Florida. So for anyone... Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're like... Yeah, that the quote. Hey, how much do we have on Patreon? It's like forge a path. I think like thirty five dollars <laughs> or something like that. Forge a path to making space flight possible for all people. If you can just afford randomly a multi million dollar ticket, um, they do go on to say that it's probably going. Tickets will be uh, going down the more popular it gets, and they think that will happen quicker than they think. Uh, the more they do it, the more people that are interested, the lower that price will get. But like how to go for multi-million, <laughs> we're not talking like a thousand dollars a yeah, ticket yeah. and getting cheaper. I'm, right, right, right. I'm agonizing. It's like big screen TVs 20 years ago. They're cheap now, but back in the day. I'm agonizing you know. over spending like 230 bucks to go to contact in the desert. And these know. motherfuckers want a multi-billion Fucking dollar ticket. Jesus yeah. So we will never see space flight in our time for the lay you know, just the working class person. Or will we? And well, well, yeah. come on, I Bernie. Mean, yeah, I was not going to say <laughs> like, if you, uh, if you believe in the revolution. <laughs> wow. So yeah. Um, if you're, Interesting. if you're a millionaire on top of a millionaire on top of a millionaire, you could possibly afford to take a flight in space. And you're totem pole at that point. If so, you're a bartender, yeah. good fucking luck. Maybe not. <laughs> well, Hey, maybe you, they have to have a bar. On the space shuttle. I just, there has to be... I can uh, work for them. That's right. There has to be some kind of flight simulator for this thing. I'm just going to learn how to fly it, and then I'm going to fucking steal one. Hell yeah. There you go. Go down and Somebody left the keys in the ignition. Yeah. (laughs) It's too funny. That amazes me. I mean, how... Really? People? I mean, I know they're looking at privateering this whole thing, and I get that, Elon Musk and all these things, but be realistic about this at a juncture. Elon Musk is a fucking supervillain. 
Well, yeah, I know. But he has put his, he has technology out there that has represented this. So, and it's, it's just, his, the dragon, isn't this his thing? Uh, well, SpaceX is. Yeah. Is, yeah. That's like so. the capsule yeah. that they've been using to so, resupply the ISS. But it's just yeah. like, if it's, if it's a multi-million, like if it costs like $4 million to go into space on a tourist kind of deal, like civilian type of thing. I don't see that being anywhere near affordable in our lifetime. No, this isn't like Fifth Element where you just show up at the airport and they jet you off into a ship to the fucking yeah. whatever. The only way it would be ever get, well, probably not in our lifetime, but would get to that point was if uh, someone could build a plasma-powered rocket that would get you, I don't know, 100,000 miles per hour worth of thrust. Somebody's working on that, aren't they? Brits build plasma-powered 100,000-mile-per-hour rocket engine having Mars travel time from Express.co by Sierra McGrath. Read my mind. God yeah. damn it. Uh, so a prototype of a British-built plasma-powered rocket engine which could propel spacecraft at 100,000 miles per hour, thus having, H-A-L-V-I-N-G, not having. Um, Halving? Yeah. Making it half the time to Mars. <laughs> Has been tested successfully in the UK. How huh. long? Oh, how long does it take? How long did it take the rover to get to Mars? Uh, six months. It's yeah, seven six months, months, right? So Little one or seven? Three yeah. months to get to Mars? Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking a. Huh. With yeah. that could carry people. Um. Well, the, this is just a test of the engine. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. not a of a spacecraft, but um. They are actually hoping to construct an engine capable of powering rockets traveling at 500,000 miles per hour. Um, Pulsar, a privately owned nuclear fusion firm based in Bletchley and Milton Keynes, has... I've been there. Awful name. Have you really? Milton Keynes, yeah. I played some shows there. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, They've constructed a miniature version of the thruster, so basically a proof of concept. Um, I just like the word thruster. (laughs) And uh, the trial opens up a range of tantalizing possibilities, as well as underscoring the importance of post-Brexit Britain. Hmm. This is kind of a horny uh, story. Really? You got I thrust and tantalizing. I, I don't really trust the website I found this on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to like delete my cash and cookies oh, 100%. Yeah, somebody's following sure. you somewhere. Um, but the, hmm. the CEO, Richard Dynan, was a former reality star. Of course. Uh, He said, I see nuclear fusion as a sector that will sweep in a whole host of innovation. It's not just power station technology. Propulsion is possibly even a natural first step overpowering the national grid, or sorry, overpowering the national grid on the road towards commercial fusion. At Pulsar, we develop and invest in several promising components and technologies, each with nuclear fusion at their hearts. So they're they're working on fusion, which, like, I thought was basically. I'm gonna have to read into that a lot more because I thought that was something that was kind of like not really feasible well, because of the heat. Back in the '80s, wasn't that dude working on cold fusion in Utah, and then he had a really mysterious death? Uh, it was because- a hoax. Nobody's ever been able to. Well, he claimed duplicate he, the he, work. He claimed he did, and then he died. Randomly. Really. I don't remember him dying. I remember them saying uh, they he faked was like, it. He was like murdered. But oh. interesting. I dun, dun, don't dun. know that that is a real story. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking out of I my ass right now. <laughs> 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 but, um, Do not quote me on that. But um, 
I remember hearing about that forever. Like, yeah, there were these two scientists working up working up at the U. They said they claimed they yeah were I onto remember something with that. cold fusion, and then all of a sudden they mysterious they had mysterious deaths. I I don't remember anybody mm. dying. I remember nobody none of their peers being able to duplicate their results and basically calling them liars. Oh, okay, well maybe that's but then maybe they died after. Well, you got to discredit them before you kill them. Otherwise, it's obvious. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think that's super fucking that's cool. That's interesting. Though. That's cool. I mean, I know they're working on, I think, well, it wasn't NASA. It was another privateer company that was working on something that was a, a generation. It's like a micro a microwave generating thruster of some sort that usually works on itself. Yeah, it's like an the, ion. Yeah, and they're, yeah. and they're working towards that, which I, you know, I mean, God. Well, this would allegedly be much more efficient and powerful than that, um, and yeah. they think they can reach uh, speeds of 500,000 miles per hour, which is a lot. Can can he, that can blows he, your hairs back a little bit. Don't roll down the window when you're going that fast. That's my question. Uh, can a human even withstand that somehow? They, You'd have to pressurize the I, capsule some sort. I, would I like honestly, Somehow they get rid of that G-force or yeah, something? Yeah, I honestly, like, my math is bad about, like, what equals one G is? I, I picture goes. spies like well, us. Well, we can't go nearly five hundred thousand or a hundred thousand miles, and I, that G force would kill us. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, there, there's got to be. Well, so even if you patent an engine, I mean, how the engine, fa- how fast is Mach three? Uh, fuck, dude, I don't know. Google that. <laughs> Two shit. clicks. Well, I'm, I'm on I don't it. Know. Um, huh? Interesting. Can, I think the the hard part about that too is like the maneuvering. Like it's not so much just going the speed; it's also like if there's a maneuver, because that dramatically accelerates the force. Of yeah, because yeah, exactly. So three times the speed of sound is uh, the speed two, of sounds like a hundred thousand, or no, it's like fifteen hundred miles an hour. Right? No, um, three. So I think Mach three is two thousand three hundred one miles per hour, and that's three times the speed of sound. Yeah, but that's also. Uh, pilots can fly that and maneuver in that. Yeah, no, they can, and they do, but that's... Well, we'll, we'll round up to say that's 2,500 miles an hour. 2,500 versus 100,000. Like, would you rather have $2,500 or $100,000? Um, <laughs> like, are you... Like, that's a yeah, jump. Yeah. yeah, it is, but also, like, if you're out in zero G, I don't know how that Well, so you. here's the thing. Again, we're yeah. not We're, we're not getting out of my area this. of expertise, yeah. quote, unquote. <laughs> Kinda, but what we're, you... Yeah, we're definitely venturing out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, what you no, said about that, just to put it in reference. They were saying, when, they were, when I was reading the mileage like i copied and pasted this to make sure i didn't fuck up the numbers yeah and uh i was just like that sounds like faster than uh we should be able to go but it says here that uh the maximum exhaust speed of elon musk's rockets are forty thousand miles per hour which would take you to uh six months to mars well so here's another thing too the international space station travels in orbit around earth at a speed of roughly seventeen thousand one hundred fifty miles per hour hmm. so five miles Say per second again uh, seventeen thousand one hundred and fifty miles. So they're doing okay. they're doing basically five miles per second. They see a they see a sunrise every ninety two minutes. So, that is wild. Yeah, it's and, gonna, just like and you look at it, it's just floating. like you yeah, and you just see it kind of spinning. But it's in relevance because you know yeah, you're in zero gravity. You're yeah. it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, I think as long there. as you're going in a straight line in zero g, you can go pretty fucking fast without worrying yeah. too much about it. Hmm. Um, now, if you miss a road sign, and have to take a sharp left. <laughs> Probably fuck y'all yeah, up. Yeah, you're gonna die. Yeah. So wait, Venus, Mars, which way are we going? Fuck, who put that sign in here? 
So, so interesting, the theme of man. tonight is you're going to die. <laughs> Evidently. You're going to die. <laughs> well, let's kind of ground a little bit more out of space and back into um, our weird little world. I know, right? I am. Um, I'm a pussy when it comes to that. Family haunted by voices talking about Christ coming out of their walls for over okay. six years. That's just some creepy bum living in their walls <laughs> for six years. Oh, my God. I fucking, I'll have to find the name later. I watched a movie where people were like living in people's houses without them knowing. It was fucking weird. It wasn't people in a staircase. No, no, was no, no, no. Oh, okay. No. Because that movie's fucking crazy. Anyway, um, this is interesting. I found this in different news sources, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna um, state which one this is because this is all over my, my feed. Um, Illinois family has been disturbed by strange noises, including voices and music coming out of the home's walls for close to six years. The Smith family, uh, the town of Lockport, say they are at their wit's end trying to find the source of the mysterious sounds that appear to originate from nine-year-old Brianna's bedroom wall at night. Um, only her wall, by the way. Um, there are voices in the wall, and I don't know what it is, she says. So they have had, um, they become distraught about it. Uh, Richard eventually involved the Lockport police, who took two detailed reports about the bizarre problem, according to the news source. One report obtained had an officer noting he could hear voices and music, which appeared to be talking about Christ. The same officer reported here at a commercial for the Christian radio station, AM 1160, later during the investigation. So... They're actually, it seems like they're picking up frequencies from a nearby radio station, but how they, okay, let me read it. I wonder if there's a weird electronic thing that got, when they did drywall. Yeah, or if it's like old knob and tubing wiring, that's basically That was one of the things they took that out. It could be the ghosts of the three little children on the movie Kids that are sitting there super stoned. They're like, yo, you got Christ on your neck, dog? There's a movie called Kids? You've never seen Kids? I've never seen Kids. Oh, wow. Is it good? It's the ghosts Just of those where they're talking me, about Casper? Christ. Oh, I know. That's what <laughs> you talk about, Casper. Um, so people are praying, praying over the healing, Richard explained. Um, there it is. You hear a voice echoing through the wall, and he had other people listen to it too. They listen to songs that are coming through the wall, and it's just random. It's not all the time. It's just random. Um, he said he tore up Brianna's bedroom walls for a closer look, inspecting electrical wiring, but found nothing suspicious. Even hired a contractor to come out and do uh, meterings on the pipes and the wall and the electrical. Um, nothing that they say can explain what's going on. There's nothing locked in the wall. They literally took everything off the wall down to the studs and found absolutely nothing, remudded, and everything came back the same where they still hear these sounds. So, Yeah. They said metal Whoa. could act like a speaker, but they really couldn't. Even an engineer that they reached out from a local university came in, investigated, and said, this makes no sense. There's nothing that would pick up this frequency. Well, what brand of uh, drywall mode did they use? I mean, maybe it's got <laughs> a Aluminum high... titrate? <laughs> <laughs> metal console. I don't know. I don't know. I found that interesting. So, maybe they used mm. metal drywall tape. I've heard of this before. I, I mean, it's funny. So in my building that we had just built... Um, we had everything up and running. The bank employees were there. We're still building two, three, and one. And one of the bank associates come to me one day and they go, hey, uh, it's really cool that you have like radio stations and advertisements playing through the elevator. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. And then I turned and I looked at the contractor that was leading the job. I'm like, we don't have that happen, do we? He goes, absolutely not. That's not even hooked up. But for some reason, every now and again, those elevator, those elevator bays will pick up 
a frequency of a local station around. Yeah. I think just because of the frequency of the phone lines that are connected to the elevator. But this is something totally different. I mean, they, they pull everything apart, put everything back together again. I'm not saying it's supernatural. I'm just saying I'd it'd drive me ape shit, especially if Christ was talking to me every fucking night. It's like, Jesus, I'm trying to get some sleep. Jesus, Jesus. take the wheel. <laughs> are you drinking? With me, Jesus. <laughs> Won't you buy your friend a beer? <laughs> anyway, I thought yeah, that was funny. That's uh, that is that's interesting. I don't have any any theories on that. Other, I don't think anything deep. I think it's well, other yeah. than trying to make some money, right? Exactly. Uh, man, this story isn't even as entertaining as that one. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I believe in you. Well. <laughs> Of course we are not alone, Russian scientist says we're using wrong tools to hunt for aliens. You got to do the accent. I was just about to say, of course we are not alone. (laughs) We use wrong tools. Uh, Russian scientist believes that the only way we can finally discover extraterrestrial life is for experts and researchers from different branches to work together. Alexander Panov, a leading researcher at Moscow State University Research Institute of Nuclear Physics, has spent many years working on the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, a.k.a. SETI, at the Scientific Council of the Russian Academy of Science. So, in a recent interview, he laments the lack of interaction between researchers involved in both the searches for biological and for intelligent life out in the universe, Mm. and called for greater cooperation and pooling of resources between these two distinct fields, which have essentially the same goal. Find them aliens. <laughs> bring them to so me. So professional. And Alexi, <laughs> bring me aliens. You bring me uh, And so he says, uh, of course we are not alone. The question is not whether they exist, but where they exist. So you just made it so more interesting. Just by the accent, dude. That's all <laughs> you need. It's not where it exists. It's who. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, while some scientists and astronomers look for exoplanets in the Goldilocks zone of their respective star, some examine planets, atmospheres, in search of biosignatures, and others hunt for signals of alien origin. But Panov says there is little crossover and collaboration between these group of researchers. Uh, he also says that uh, when we look at a certain area, that we don't consistently look in the same place. So they could be sending radio signals or whatever to us but we're looking on we're looking at a time where it's not coming through and then we move on to this place and we need to oh really, gotcha and yeah. we just need to focus our like have patience yeah we yeah. just need to have patience he's like the method of identifying candidate stars and observing their planets for a short period before moving on to another candidate once no sing- signals are detected is fundamentally flawed he says citing our own planet as a prime example Perhaps one of the planets of this star, there is a highly developed civilization that is able to send messages to space, but, like us, does not have the energy. I fuck. You know, if you had tits, you'd be so sexy with that accent right now. <laughs> I just, uh, I love it. Uh, is able to send messages Keep it to wrinkled, space. Shame, but, Jesus. <laughs> but, like us, does not have the energy capabilities to transmit continuously to all the stars in the area. I try to do the Russian accent, and then... No, yeah. this is, this Bravo. is exactly Bravo, why... Sir. In Chernobyl, they were like, no, don't do a Russian accent. Dogs just talk how you talk. Yeah, because you can't do it. Well, I can't do it. I'm also not an actor, so. 
Uh, instead of only transmitting signals in a given direction in short bursts, he suggests round-the-clock scanning of the entire sky using a planet-wide network of receiving stations, though he acknowledges there are flaws here as well. Uh, he's, hmm. And he suggests that it's entirely possible that a number of advanced civilizations have created a quarantine zone around us, complete with a radio blackout so as not to interfere with our independent development. I'm sorry, but that's not crazy. I mean... If you were a highly advanced civilization and you look down at us, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, just saying. Uh, he, uh, Panov also believes that communication between civilizations is entirely possible but may, may not always be two-way since some ancient civilizations could have stored their knowledge in a sort of cosmic cloud which could have survived their extinction and still be present thousands or millions of years later. Hmm. In Soviet Russia, vodka search for aliens. <laughs> Give me Soviet more potatoes. Soviet Russia, aliens search for you. <laughs> Calm down, Yakov Shmirnov. See, yours is pretty good. Mine is bad. I'm sorry to any Russians uh, I've offended. I yeah. We have we that. have Russians. We have comedians in Russia. They're dead, but we have them. <laughs> Speaking of Russians, I love Russia. By the way, I've been there three <laughs> times, and it's great. Oh, great I can't place. wait! I would love to go to Russia. Uh, strange Russian spacecraft shadowing U.S. spy satellite, General says. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, uh, this is from Time... T- t- this is from Time Magazine. T- 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 today, Junior! <laughs> by W.J. Hennigan. And this is a long-ass motherfucker, so I'm just going to try and paraphrase because I've already monopolized the time. Yeah, you've, ta- you've, you've taken <laughs> enough time, Josh. So there are a pair of Russian satellites trailing a multi-billion dollar spy satellite, General John... Jay Raymond, commander of the newly minted U.S. Space Force, says, The Russian spacecraft began maneuvering toward the American satellite shortly after being launched into orbit in November, at times creeping within 100 miles of it. Oh, dear me. Uh, We view this behavior as unusual and disturbing, Raymond says. It has the potential to create a dangerous situation in space. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, U.S. military analysts first noticed something peculiar after Russia launched its spacecraft into orbit November 26th from Plesetek Cosmodrome aboard a site a Soyuz a Soyuz rocket. Sounds so sexy. It's hard to say for some reason. Uh, the Russian satellite had been in orbit less than two weeks when, bafflingly, it split in two. As the analysts looked closer, they suspected that a second smaller satellite was somehow, quote-unquote, birthed from the first one. The way I picture it in my mind is like Russian nesting dolls, Raymond says. Uh, the second satellite came out of the first satellite. Uh, the maneuver hmm. was later confirmed on December 6th when the TASS news agency cited Russia's defense ministry saying the two had separated. The purpose of the experiment is to continue work on assessing the technical condition of domestic satellites, the statement said. But basically, uh, they want to see how our satellite works. Um, so their orbit, uh, the relative orbit is actually pretty cleverly designed. This is, uh, Michael Thompson, an amateur satellite tracker. Uh, he says the relative orbit is actually pretty cleverly designed where Cosmos 2542 can observe one side of the KH-11. That's the Russian, one of the Russian satellites in our satellite. When both satellites first come into sunlight and then by the time they enter eclipse, it has migrated to the other side. Uh, so this is all circumstantial evidence, but there are a hell of a lot of 
circumstances that make it look like a known Russian inspection satellite is currently inspecting a known U.S. spy satellite. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Raymond says he's concerned because Russia is demonstrating capabilities the U.S. first saw three years ago when Moscow tested the Russian nesting doll technology. In 2017, they launched a satellite. It launched another satellite, he says. The satellites exhibited characteristics of a wep- characteristics of a weapon system when one of those satellites launched a high-speed projectile into space. So they're basically saying we have satellite killers. We know where your spy satellites are. We're also learning everything we can about them. Um, so basically, uh, the if if the Russian satellites have any kind of monitoring capabilities, which of course, why would you not have mm-hmm. those on a satellite? They could possibly intercept the communications between our satellite and the ground, knowing exactly what information we're gathering from it they can also see what it's looking at and so they know what we're looking at all that kind of stuff it's part of a larger constellation mm-hmm. of these satellites so yeah. space about to get weaponized y'all yeah I, I i feel like that terrifies me more than the coronavirus yeah yeah i'm yeah I'm i've right lived through you. sars i lived through west nile i've lived through the Flaunt that privilege thing, and uh, I mean, I'm flaunting it. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it's because where I live, I I feel disconnected from it, and I feel that fake sense of security or that false illusion of safety. It could never happen here. Yeah, exactly. And I know it can. Because yeah, here we are. I know it can. But the thought of weaponizing space fucking freaks me out way more than that. Could you yeah. imagine? I mean, because, that just opens a Pandora's because with the box. weaponizing of space. I'm like, yeah, that can happen here for sure. And we live right by Dugway, so that's one of the places that you'd hit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just well, bomb, bomb that place, and then a bunch of God knows what's gonna just be spread all over. Yeah, because it was a biological testing area for a yeah. long time, and also a lot of the weapons that they talk about using in space would be pretty hard to fucking see coming because you could use like kinetic energy weapons that are basically just how that satellite shot a high-speed projectile into space. If it shot a high-speed projectile into the Earth from space, depending on the size and mass of that projectile, that could do like insane amounts of damage, like nuclear bomb amounts of damage. Well, I was going to say, so uh, similar to that, I and mean, it's really not kind of news, but um, we talked about DARPA, which we had an episode of. They have something called the Superglide of some sort, that is supposed to counteract that. Astroglide? Yeah. Well, it makes it smooth. It's supposed to counteract what's going on. They're working on some kind of a, a missile that it'll get anything that is flying over, you know, the speed of sound and it'll shoot it down. Um, something glide, but just, you know, leave it to DARPA, you know, to be on Well, that. I mean, there's like a ton more in that article that I didn't read because it really yeah. is long because sure. it's a fucking yeah. Time magazine. But um, like they talk about mutually assured destruction and like this, this is kind of like what we're getting into in space now is uh, like they're saying, hey, we... So we're going into another Cold War, we're essentially. We're joining the party. We can counteract your shit. So now stalemate. That's crazy. The difference is with mutually assured destruction that eventually brought us to like the bargaining table in which backed us down from the brink of mm-hmm. nuclear war, whereas I don't know if this yeah. is really going to happen here. Yeah, know? that's crazy. Um, and weaponized <clears throat> space is just bad because there have always been treaties that say no, 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 but yeah. we're moving away from that pretty rapidly. Yeah. <sighs> Scary times, guys. Well, Scary we're times. all going to die, apparently. Yeah. That is tonight's theme. 
Well, here's another thing real quick, and then we can do some notes and wrap up because we are looking on that time frame. Um, oh, yeah, well, we're yeah all... I don't want to give the listeners more content. <laughs> you greedy bitches have <laughs> yeah, had enough. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, we're all going to die because, you know, we breathe, right? In and out. And so eventually everything that breathes is just not going to be around anymore. I breathe out and in. Well, whatever you want to do. Scientists discovered an animal that literally does not breathe. Uh, so move the doomsday clock ahead another minute. So pass that around to John, too. Go fuck yourself. Um, the, <laughs> this is a um, article I caught. If we don't have enough to worry about with UFO sightings, the coronavirus, yada, 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 the scientist has found a creature that doesn't need oxygen to survive. That's right. Scientists have discovered the first animal on the planet that has no way to breathe, and it doesn't bother the creature one little bit. Um, it is known as the Hunagaya seminicola because it attaches itself to another animal, infecting the dense muscle tissue of fish and underwater worms, and it is believed leeches its energy from the host. Um, the scientists are saying they have lost their tissue, their nerve cells, their muscles, everything. So all they do is just basically attach themselves. And this is a quote. And this actually kind of grossed me out a little bit. When seen popping out of the flesh of a fish in white oozing bubbles, the H. Samicola uh, looks like a series of unicellular blobs. Fish infected with this are said to have like tapioca disease. Um, and then they find out what these parasites are. Um, they are of no complexity, really. They just attach themselves. When seen under microscope, these spores look like bluish sperm cells with two tails and a pair of oval alien-like eyes. Although the eyes are actually stinging cells, uh, Huchin said, which contain no venom but help the parasite latch onto a host when needed. These stinging cells are some of the only features that this creature has not dished on its journey of evolutionary downsizing. That's uh, what I thought. I thought you were showing me a picture of sperms around an egg, and I was That's like, what it looks like. Of course they don't need air, Shane. <laughs> They're sperm. No, I it said- It does look like, like a gray alien sperm. Isn't that weird with the eyes, too? Yeah. That's weird. Maybe, Maybe I'll figure out how to post that on the- Maybe when we post this fuckers. news. It's, yeah, it's- Anyway, so only creature alive, evidently, that doesn't breathe. You know? So there you go. We just- We're finding out more and more about our existence as we go forth. So- yeah, that creeped me out, especially when I saw the picture. I was like, oh, that's weird. Looks like alien sperm. Neat. It was weird. So, anywho. Well, man, this uh, this news episode has given me zero faith that I'm going to make <laughs> it to see next week. You're lucky if you get out the fucking front door, dude. <laughs> I'm just, I don't even know. Stock up on food and water. Uh, wash your hands. Uh, get something to protect you from falling space debris. I was about to say, what is going to protect weird me from alien sperm? <laughs> yeah, what's going to protect me from Russia just annihilating uh, us from space. Yeah. Guys, sorry. We didn't mean to be a bummer, but I guess reality oh, I meant to struck be a bummer. In. Yeah, you... Yeah, well, okay. Josh <laughs> meant to be a bummer. That's my natural state. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it did seem like that was a theme on this one. You know, we'll, we'll go from there. But, you know, if we are live in a week... Um, listen to us again. You can write us at strangejungles at gmail.com. You can call us at 801-252-69... <sighs> I don't even know if it's worth it anymore. I know, yeah. like, big, long sigh. 45. Um, you guys know where to find us, and we have Patreon on. I know we've been wrapping up all about it, but uh, you know, there's a lot of good content out there. And I think we're going to maybe throw a couple of little bonus episodes of just some snippets of what we what we have on Patreon. So you guys can listen to it and see if, you know, maybe that's what you decide to kind of branch onto. Um, everything from skinwalkers to haunted buildings to, like, it's insane. I so. lovingly refer to this as chumming the waters. I so just, that word alone. We're, we're, we are going to put out some of the stuff that you can 
well, a, a taste, a sampling. First hits free. A smattering. Is First hits free of what you can yeah. find on Patreon, which uh, we actually have new stuff coming out on that platform later this week. Uh, that's patreon.com slash strange uncles. Uh, we've already put kind of a lot of stuff out for how long we've been doing it, and there's going to be more there, which you can access Think so, yeah. different tiers and stuff. Yeah, and not only just audio content, but we do have some small video clip content of uh, spirit box sessions, things like that. We have some write-ups on just local lore and legends. I mean, there's there's a little bit of everything, so it's an it's an aperitif of all kinds of things. So hopefully you guys kind of like it and dive into it. Um, and um, that's where you're going to find stuff from our actual real-life adventures going forward from when we go up to the Uinta Basin or out to Dugway or out to Contact in the Desert. That's where you're going to find yep. that content. Once it warms up, we're out and about. So we're just making plans nowadays. Um, anything else? John, Josh, anything no, I'm good. I'm going to go home and hide under my bed. <laughs> Just with nothing but your nose out. Like I used to sleep like that every <laughs> fucking night. No, the world is not all dastardly and doom ridden, but uh, yes, it is. Uh, maybe Just it is. Just stock up on food and water and wash your goddamn hands. Uh, uh, whatever you do, go ahead and do that and um, close the gates. Try not to die. <laughs>